0: Welcome to The Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and you can also check us out weekly on all major streaming platforms. And don't worry, we keep it short. Welcome back everyone to another episode of The New Generation. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Janae Avery. Janae, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Tanner. Thank you for asking. Glad to be back for another week of The New Generation podcast.
0: Awesome. So, of course, like every week, we got another great episode coming right at you. Uh, Later on in the show, we have three guests. They're from the area community theater of Sharpsville. They're just coming on to talk a little bit about what they got going on. It's uh, pretty exciting what they do have going on over there. But first, of course, let's get into the news of the week. So, Janae, you wanna kick us off with that?
1: I sure will. So starting at the beginning of the week, a good news story for the community featured Community Food Warehouse. They have a new food bus, better known as Myron's Millmobile. and it made its, it's maiden journey to a lot across from Musser Elementary School on Monday and passed out 100 meals to area residents. The food bus will feed the community for 10 weeks this summer and it will stop at different locations each day of the week. As far as its actual schedule goes, on Mondays it will be at Musser Elementary School, Tuesday, Sharksville Garden located in Sharksville, Wednesday, Sunnyview Mobile Home Park located in Transfer, Thursday, Shaver's Community Center located in Farrell and Friday's First Presbyterian Church that is located in Greenville. All the food that is passed out from Myron's Millmobile was made by Weber Catering in New Wilmington. On Monday, the menu featured pulled pork sandwiches, macaroni and cheese, and the children who came and joined in on the opening day received a gift bag that included frisbee, jump ropes, and a little Myron mascot. So it was a great thing to see in the community. Community Food Warehouse, we'll be doing this all summer. So if you guys are in the community and would like a free meal, I highly recommend to check out Myron's Meal All
0: right, and our next story, it was a pretty shocking one, honestly, and also very smelly for myself and David Dye, who went to go check it out earlier this week. But earlier this week, David received a call from a local bird watcher, Bill Trollsbaugh. And basically he said that he was out by the state wildlife propagation area uh, near Shenanga River Lake. And he said that there was just a bunch of dead fish in a pond out there. So we decided to go check it out. And when we went out there, sure enough, there were a ton of dead fish just floating along the shores of this pond. Like, um, I mean, it was thousands of dead fish. And I mean, as we were walking up before we could even see the fish, we could smell them. So like, we knew that we were close. So of course, to look into why this was happening, so, Bill, the guy who tipped us off on this earlier in the week, he thought that it was, now I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but ciprinid herpes virus that um could be at fault due to the scores of dead carp at the scene there was a lot of carp there but there was also a lot of other species of fish too i saw um, looked like some bass maybe some catfish and some bluegill so it wasn't just carp but there was a lot of carp there but a similar outbreak of dead fish occurred in 2017 at Pima Tuning reservoir in Pima Tuning state park that fish kill was caused by koi herpes virus or khv but David kept on looking into this, and uh, however, the warmer weather actually caused this fish kill, and that's according to Jeff Giardina, a water conservation officer for the State Fish and boat Commission. So, for small, shallow water bodies such as the Northern Lake in the Wild Propagation Area, heat, vegetation, and decomposing vegetation in the water, among other conditions, can reduce the water's oxygen levels. So... I guess that's why all the fish died, but um, it was a really shocking scene to see just thousands of dead fish floating along the shore. And I'll never forget that smell either.
1: Another story this week that is more or less a sad story includes a Grove City homicide. According to a story released on Friday, police continued a Thursday investigation involving a murder of a woman who was found dead wednesday in grove city this has been the second homicide within the last 48 hours in mercer county gretchen pallack of grove city was pronounced dead at the scene at 3 p.m by mercer county's coroner's office the downtown building where she was found houses superior bedding and LeBanotti said police found Pellick in the building's residential area. The coroner's office ruled the death as a homicide caused by head and neck injuries. And an autopsy was performed Thursday by Dr. Eric Vey, a forensic pathologist at Erie County Coroner's office. According to the news release issued by Police Chief Dean Osborne, police found a dead woman in the building while attending to an injured man. Authorities still need to review the suspect who is being treated at Pittsburgh Hospital. The suspect is expected to recover, according to District Attorney Peter Acker. But other than that, no further information has been provided. So this is an ongoing story that is continuing to develop. If you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about this story, look out for further information in the future
0: next story is coming from uh, our friends over at Newcastle News that deals with 25 Mercer and Lawrence County residents being accused of drug trafficking. So this comes after a year-long investigation into drug trafficking, including authorized cell phone wiretaps with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Pittsburgh, where they obtained indictments charging 25 suspects, including 17 from Mercer County and three from Lawrence County, multiple law enforcement agencies announced on Thursday. So most of the individuals are in federal custody, while two are still at large and considered fugitives. A multi-agency roundup of the suspects Thursday morning took agents armed with search warrants to residents in Newcastle, the Shenango Valley, and Eastern Ohio, where they seized undisclosed quantities of drugs, guns, and cash. Three of the defendants are from Majorie, Columbus, and Cleveland in Ohio, and one is from Brackenridge, Allegheny County. So this one goes into a lot of the details in terms of you know, how much they actually seize from these. So I recommend instead of listening to me naming all this because it gets pretty uh, detail oriented, uh, definitely go check out story on our website and also on Newcastle News website.
1: To end the week on a good news story, as of Thursday, June 17th, President Joe Biden signed legislation establishing a new federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery, saying he believes it will be go down as one of the greatest honors he has as a president. And for those of you who may not know exactly what that holiday is, it is Juneteenth. Biden signed the bill into law making June 19th the 12th federal holiday. The House voted 415 to 14 on Wednesday to send the bill to Biden while the Senate passed the bill unanimously the day before. A quote from Biden says, this is a day of profound weight and profound power, a day in which we remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take. Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, when Union soldiers brought the news of freedom to enslave black people in Galveston, Texas, two months after the confederacy had surrendered. That was about two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation freed slaves in the southern state. Since Juneteenth has been signed as a national holiday, this is the first national federal holiday since Martin Luther King Day Jr. was created in 1983. And when this episode is published, it will actually be Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth, everyone, and stay tuned for our next segment of the show featuring three of the X board members.
0: All right, welcome back everyone. We are sitting here with three members of ACTS, A-C-T-S, and they're here to talk a little bit about what they got going on. So since we have three people in the room and you won't really know who's who, we're gonna start at the left here with Tom. If you could just
2: say who you are, give a title and everything, and we'll just go left to right here. I'm Tom Perman. I'm the president of the Erie Community Theater of Sharpsville.
3: I'm Crystal Miller. I'm our board secretary and the 40 below manager.
2: My name is Tom Roberts. Uh, I'm a board member
4: with AX, and uh, during the daytime, I work in the nonprofit sector here with Hope Cat on the West Hill. Cool. So, thank you guys for coming on.
0: Uh, you're one of our first uh, in-person guests, so kind of new for for us too over here at New Generations. So, yeah, I guess to kick things off, you know, it's been a pretty exciting
2: times for you guys recently. If you kind of just want to get into what you guys have going on right now. Yeah, sure. Since COVID last March, we were in a at the beginning of our run of Oklahoma, and of course we got shut down like uh, Broadway did, and every 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 other organization in the country in the world for that matter. And we we were uh, renting a space at the Sacred Heart Church down here in Sharon, and. Instead of just sitting back waiting for COVID to go away, we decided that we needed to uh, get our business plan and business model up to speed for where we wanted to be when COVID was over with and when the uh, opportunities for purchasing and acquiring the Sacred Heart Church and Sharon would come available. So anyways, we all got together and we started uh, converting the space downstairs in the, in the fellowship hall so that we could have uh, intimate cabaret settings um, for future use for ourselves and for other acts, as well as renting that space out for other organizations that would want to rent or um, utilize that space for whatever venue that they saw fit. So, of course, in that time, we got it to the point where it's functional, and um, we went live with it last Friday evening for an improv group. um uh, some people that we know that do a circuit in youngstown and then after that we started construction a light construction and the upstairs to try to get that space uh into a theater stage build with phase phase sort of construction uh depending on uh, how how things came together cool and so so yeah i guess we should probably clarify that there's
0: the upstairs portion you know the, the theater and everything and then there's downstairs 40 below and so Crystal, you know, of course, you're the manager there, so if you want to tell, you know, everyone a little bit what 40 Below is.
3: So 40 Below is kind of a little, I don't know, lounge-type space. We have entertainment coming in. Um, as Tom said, we just did had uh, dinner theater rejects come in last Friday, and it was very successful, and they're on the books again for August, so we're really excited for that to happen. We've got bands coming in. We have uh, some open mic nights that we're going to open to the public next month starting in July. So we're really excited about that. Uh, We have Allie Grand. She is going to be a senior at Sharon High School. She's coming in on the 26th of June. I Um, saw her
0: perform. She's very talented. She's
3: pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. She started with us when she was nine. So it's such a joy to see her flourish as a singer and then grow as just into this beautiful adult that I can't even believe that she's going to be a senior, it's mm. crazy. So yeah, we're pretty packed on ev- almost every single Saturday of the summer so far.
0: Mm. Oh, well, that's great to hear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's obvious that you guys have been working hard since you have this new venue and you're currently working on your second venue on, in the upstairs area. So how have you guys been able to come up with this profit and what are you doing in the future to you know, supply that need?
4: Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for your time today to, to help get the story out. Mm-hmm. We started this nonprofit over ten years ago, and in ten years in ten years, uh, we've never lost Knockwood. Um, we've never <laughs> lost money on a production, and so what we are is our tax status is a nonprofit, but we've generated enough income to sustain ourselves even in the face of a global pandemic. Um, we envisioned, instead of a community theater, we envisioned a performing arts center. And then we found some angels to help us along the way, including offering us the space to rent and dream a little bit, to vision envision a, a performing arts center. We, we got some lead seed money to the tune of $30,000 to cover architectural renderings and communicate with the city. If you don't spend that money, you're never gonna even be able to talk about the dream. And uh, right now, uh, I think Tom and I were talking the other day about, uh, when are we going to get the? You know, somebody asked a question about a, the a, a, a thermometer. So when we show that we're we're done raising money, and we're never going to stop raising money, because the work we do, Alley's a great example of that. We're we're here to entertain, uh, perform, but also engage and educate. And it's really the continuing, continuation of, of what we've already been doing for 10 years. Now we can call it a performing arts center in Sharon, and we have two stages. So the fundraising is, honestly, we tell people what we're doing. And if it resonates, we know they'll give it a meaningful level. That's number one. Number two, uh, if anybody would like to give money, uh, there's a tremendous opportunity coming up in the next week. Uh, the Community Foundation of Western PA and Eastern Ohio is doing what's called paohgives.org, that, that website. If you go there, we have a goal established of 25,000, which will get matched. So paohgives.org, anybody can go there. There's over 40 nonprofits that are logged into it, and there's graciously, they're handling all that. We're hoping to have some success with that. Um, we've had some uh, nice anonymous gifts and, and lead promises, and we're going to put a capital stack together as well with some public money. This truly is a public-private partnership that will involve economic development, education, and the community on many levels. So it's been all gas, no brakes now for the last two years from us behind the scenes, and we're just now to the point where we're, we're probably two weeks away from signing the, the, the transfer of the ownership of the property to our nonprofit. and then. Crystal's been really killing it with booking acts, and people can rent the facility uh, for corporate events or private parties, and we're going to just keep chipping away and phase our construction all the way through.
1: And long-term speaking, what is the dream or the big goal for AXE?
2: Our long-term goal is, is to continue um, what we've always done, is to entertain um, but open up that entertaining to outside traveling acts that could be seen that travel throughout the country, all, all sorts of venues. Educate, um, you know, get, get uh, an established uh, youth program, um, whether it's summer or continuing throughout the year. Um, workshops, both in acting and vocal and, and more dance. Um, but basically, uh, we want to give the community what we've done for the last 10 years, um, and, and tenfold it in the next 10 years.
1: Hmm.
0: And so obviously it's been like, you know, a small sample size so far, um, But like, has this like reception been like so far, you know, to have this kind of space, you know, like just right here in downtown Sharon, like that has to be pretty exciting for a lot of people. I know for me too, like someone who might be looking for something to do, you know, like at night or on the weekends or something like this is exciting.
4: So like, what have you guys heard? So I'll share a story of one of our donors who just said, Hey, I'm going to give you, it was a tremendous gift to get this going. Um, I had him through the space last October and I said, what do you see? And he sat in the downstairs space, which we now brand 40 below. And he looked around and he said, forget about the stage upstairs, this is your gold mine. This is your cash flow to engage people, show them what's possible if you had more money upstairs. So flash forward, that was October, okay? We just had him there a month ago for one of our invite only test shows. I walked over to him at intermission. I said, so what do you think? He said, this is better than I could have ever imagined. Here's the list of people you need to invite to your next event, and he peeled them off for me. And he said they will see the big vision. So there was no selling. It was, what do you see? And this this particular person just knows the impact that having a high quality performing arts center will have on our community, from both an entertainment but an economic development standpoint. People driving from here, staying in hotels, shopping, eating, all of it. Uh, It really it'll it'll change the conversation from things that are leaving to what's coming. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we want to do. We just change the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we've been in the space now, you know, a couple times
0: and like, you know, 40 below that looks, it's a great little space down there, like with the lighting and everything, like the nice little tables and everything. Like that's a really nice, like comfortable, like very personal, you know, environment. And then upstairs, you know, where it's still being obviously under construction, and everything, but being like a former church, like, that theater space that's going to be probably pretty amazing you know when that's finished i I know i'm personally looking forward to taking pictures in there when it's (laughs) finished um but like what do you what are your guys like vision you know like what do you hope to see like in that upstairs space you know
4: like what do you picture in your mind when that's all completed well it's it's not a community theater first of all Mm -hmm. it's a performing arts center with a 300 seat stage and 150 seat stage so sky's the limit i mean International acts, national acts, regional acts—all coming through Sharon on a monthly basis.
2: That's our our goal. My goal, especially, is to have the doors open seven days a week for something, whether it's a rehearsal or a, or a workshop or a performance or 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 a function of some sort. But we've designed the upstairs um, in light that we can utilize that um, seating space. Um, strike the floor or strike the chairs put tables up um, strike the floor put a dance uh, floor up for a wedding or what have you so uh, we really haven't excluded what we think that we can bring in and we have some really interesting things that may come up um, this fall um, as long as the build continues that we will release at a later date
3: yeah every time we talk about what's next it's like well maybe we could do this well what if we did this but wait, we could also do this and I think that this would draw people in and it's just like the it just my mind is blowing. Like it's
2: And we don't it's
3: have so overwhelming in, in the best way because like I said every time we sit down it's just a new conversation. And then we have to go back to what the initial conversation was about. Like, oh yeah, but then don't forget about what we just talked about.
2: And we don't have 44 steps to get to the top, <laughs> and we have we ADA accessible on either uh, story. Both, yeah. So, uh, so we're you know we're in we're in well we're we're well on our way. Yeah. Well, in the
4: West Hill, there's already been a tremendous in, in, infusion of investment with HopeCat, right? Four million dollar build out, and um, through that network with Manchester Bidwell. Uh, We've pulled in uh, Marty Ashby, who is the executive in charge of MCG Jazz, who's connected to everybody in the world. Um, I mean, Quincy Jones, I mean, you name it, all the tops in jazz for 30-plus years, he's won five Grammys. We've had him in the space. And Bill Strickland with Manchester Bidwell will be coming up shortly. But just the network that we have access to through collaborative relationships, it really changed the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not a sleepy little lounge in a corner in Sharon, there's going to be some names coming to this stage that are really going to, it's really going to shake things up. And we're, we did our homework. We went to Pittsburgh and we mm-hmm. toured all these different spaces to see how we could phase our construction in a way that's responsible with the assets invested, but yet sustainable in the long run.
1: And to kind of wrap up the conversation for the people in the community who want to come out and enjoy the things that you guys are offering, how can they get tickets? What's the best way to contact So they
3: could go to our website, which is ACTSharpsville.org. And that has all of our upcoming events. And they can buy tickets for any of those events online. And then, of course, we're selling them at the door. And the doors are opening a half an hour before each show starts.
4: (laughs) We're just thankful that the community has supported us. We have resolutions from the city. We have the city manager. Anybody who's been in there yourselves, like they get it. if you have a philanthropic heart and you want to see something really cool happen in this community, if you don't support us through the PA Ohio Gives that PAOHGives.org event coming up, it's it's a one-week event starting this Friday the 19th and running through the 25th, where monies are matched. Um, please, like there's over 40, you know, philanthropic organizations that are going to benefit. You know, we live and work and eat here. Let's make it a rich place to live and work and sleep and. Just have a blast. So we're thankful to do the work we do, and we're thankful for your time
2: to help us tell the story. Yeah. And, if, and if you're interested in getting involved, we have numerous committees that we've developed over the last several months. Um, we could always use a lending hand. Uh, it doesn't matter what talent you have. I'm sure we have a place for it.
3: Yeah. You can email ACTS40below at gmail.com if you're interested in volunteering. We would love to have you. Sure
0: cool well thank you guys thank you for what you're doing too i know i'm excited to see what you guys you know (laughs) start to put on over there so um but yeah thank you guys for coming on the show thanks Thanks for having us thank you thanks We hope you guys enjoyed uh, yet another episode of the new generation and stay tuned of course for more coming from axe and we'll talk to you guys next week thank you